0: Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, we'll be talking to Lori Schwartz. She's the governor of the Television Academy's Interactive Media Peer Group, and we'll be talking about what it takes to win an Emmy for augmented reality and virtual reality. (laughs) This is a really special, special impromptu uh, conversation that I'm going to have with my friend Laurie Schwartz. And Laurie, Laurie, you can see here, she works for StoryTech. She's got a really interesting company. Uh, But Laurie's also, for you guys that that might not know her and everyone knows her, really, uh, she is the governor for the Interactive Media Peer Group uh, for the Television Academy. So what that means for everyone that is listening um, or watching is that that is the interactive media peer group that is responsible for uh, certain you know certain awards related to virtual reality and augmented reality and new new interactivity. So that's really exciting. You're the governor, um, and Laurie actually asked me. I think it was the end of last year. You asked me to be part of the executive committee for the peer group, and I joined, and uh, I am also a member of the Academy. I am part of the executive committee, working with Lori on this interesting category. So right now, for people that are listening, uh, you are getting two of the people inside Television Academy that are helping uh, with the future of television, the future of content, and really, you know, the two of us are, we, you know, we're two of the people that, watch all this content, and with one of the awards, actually decide who gets that. That sounds exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a long process, Lori. It was a long process, I have to say. I learned a lot.
1: Yeah, the the, the way that the academy is structured for folks that don't know is when you're a governor, you actually are sitting on the board. Mm -hmm. And the board is composed of two governors Mm -hmm. per peer group. And the peer group represents that section of the trade Mm-hmm. Um, that you're representing. And so we are representing interactive media, which really captures interactive content within nationally distributed television. Now, what's always changing is what do we mean by nationally distributed and what do we mean by television? Um, and that that's the part that's a moving target right now. Um, and especially in our space and in interactive media where a lot of the content is enabled by new technology which sits at, you know, Kathy's sweet spot right now. A lot of that is immersive AR and VR and XR whatever you wanna call it or spatial computing. But all of that is continuously being redefined because some VR, some AR is not considered television, right? And so it's, it's our charge to sort of try and for a moment in time, name this
0: thing so that we can recognize it and award it appropriately. And it's truly exciting. And Lori, you've been doing this. I mean, for folks, I, a lot, lots of people in my my network know you. But for those of the for those of you that don't, um, w- you know, can you introduce yourself a little bit more formally? Yeah. What you do and how long you've been a governor? Because it's it's been something you've been doing for quite a while.
1: Yeah, on, on and off, certainly. I, I would say I've had um, three terms now. So a governor is allowed to have two terms in a row which is two years so each term is two years and you can do four years in a row and then um, you have to step away Um, and in the past uh, we were trying in in the interactive media peer group to really just keep to two terms four years each because uh, we wanted to give a lot of people chances to grow and evolve so i did my four years almost six years ago um, and then um, a moment in time happened and we weren't having someone who specifically wanted to step in at the time. And it was a, a, a good time in my personal life to read, you know, to jump back in again. And I had some goals in mind for where I wanted to, to take the peer group. And so it was a good time for me to jump back in. And so I am now um, on the second term of another two years. Um, this year is very interesting because of the pandemic, the board ruled that everybody gets another year. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens in the in the following years. Technically, I have another two years, but we'll see what happens. But one of the things that I really tried, that's my cat. <laughs> Hello. Hello, live television. Say hi, say hi. She's so I'm happy right now. Um, what, what, um, what's interesting about all of this is you're not only um, giving out awards, but you're also trying to yeah. um, keep the community together Um, create opportunities and events for mixing, um, bring out thought leadership. So a lot of my focus has been um, on generating interesting events that are relevant to the peer group and that also teach and lead the academy in our space Um, because, you know, not everybody understands who we are and what we're doing. And so one of our big roles our charges we feel is to introduce a lot of what the great work is that our peers are doing and get it in front of the TV Academy. Separately, um, as a, a working person, I make a living in experiential marketing. So I, I spent almost 13 years at um, one form of Interpublic um, in various roles there, but always in an innovation. Um, and always matchmaking media companies, tech companies and uh, and brands. Um, and so it was sort of a natural evolution for me when I became an independent to continue to try to figure out how do you tell stories around tech? Mm-hmm. Um, and So a lot of my clients in the last few years especially have become trade shows and events. And so it's a natural match for me as governor to drive a lot of event activations um, because that's what I'm already doing for a living. And it's a language you speak, you know, um, and a lot of it is trying to entertain people, but also teach them at the same time. And then that same education piece is so important in the ecosystem and the environment that you live in, which mm-hmm. is what's happening in interactive. And I am forever um, leaning on Cathy um, and others to say, okay, well, what does this mean? Or how does that work? Um, or what should we call that? Or how should we handle this? um because even though i'm paying attention to all of it i'm not inside of it and so um we have to really have experts like you kathy to help um you know land the plane and so one of our biggest challenges this year um was figuring out in a pandemic how do we give our judges and our peer group members the opportunity to view vr content that's up for awards in an environment where we're not holding a salon or you know, a place where they can come and review things. Because in the past, that's always what we did was create an opportunity for people who don't have headsets to come and look at content. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to be very creative about figuring out ways to get this content online. So web browser content was really important this year. Um, And also asking our um, award uh, submitters, our nominees, to submit a really good video explaining their project, yep. you know, which means you know showing footage inside the VR experience and also explaining why they did what they did and how is it sort of excellent. And of course, based on what award they're submitting for, there are um, you know criteria for that, um, and it's changed over the years. I mean, initially our first uh, VR award was for um, a piece called Henry.
0: I remember that, I Um,
1: remember that. I just did it again uh, out of the blue on my quest. I was like, I haven't visited Henry in a while. And Henry blew people away because it was the first time um, that people experienced the character in VR looking right at them and actually interacting with their physical presence so that you really felt like you were with Henry um, and those were early days. I mean, now you have stuff by Baobab and other companies yeah. who are actually leveraging the AI engine as part of the storytelling in such a strong way. Like you're really part of the story. The characters are looking right at you. The wolves in the Walls. I mean, yeah. Wolves was- yeah. in the Wall, which was awarded um, last year, is another one of those where you are in there. And especially even in things that haven't won awards yet, but that are volumetric. Mm -hmm. where Buzz Buzz Aldrin is like talking right at you and following you with his eyes. Things like that are a mind blow. And we have to figure out um, in those environments how to showcase what's being done in order to award it. But also for people that don't have headsets, it's hard Mm -hmm. to like find a language to explain it. Like I had my, you know, sort of, they call it, um, they're like aha moment with VR when I did that Buzz... Buzz Aldrin piece. Yeah. Um, and it was the, I think the journey to Mars, I forget the name, exact name, I don't remember the name,
0: but I know exactly the piece you're referring to. And yeah, was- and I,
1: I was, I was talking to him and he was showing me his design for what was going to get us to Mars. And I remember thinking, I never gave a crap about space before. <laughs> um, and now I get it. Like all of a sudden I was like, and I have a 10 year old now. And I remember thinking, and this was like two or three years ago, oh my God, her education is going to be so much better because if she can be in the spaceship, if she can have this famous astronaut talking directly to her, she's gonna have context. And you know, we talk a lot about empathy in VR, but all of that is so true. So again, how do we award this? How do we set criteria for it? What do we call it? And then what types of VR are considered television because this is the eternal
0: battle That's the battle and the question, and that's the hard part. And and Lori, and to that point, I just kind of want to jump in for a second before we go into that, is one of the reasons, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, and some people might, but I come from a television background, Mm. so I did journalism, I did documentary, I've got my Emmy uh, nomination back there from many years ago. Oh, yeah, it was great. (laughs) I come from a documentary, from a broadcast and television background that used to be my uh, my my business and my, my job. Um, so I've been able to kind of port some of that, of my knowledge into virtual reality and augmented reality and defining what it is, you know, how do these new mediums and these new experiences translate into what could potentially be television, I think is really interesting. So keep going, keep going. I just kind of wanted to add a little bit.
1: No, but you raise a good point in in defining it. So I think the ultimate um, discussion that's been going on in our space for many years and really comes to a head when it comes to awarding it, whether it's considered television or not, is the argument of narrative versus interactive or let's call it the discussion between narrative and interactive. And we you go into VR, it's using a gaming engine to tell a story. And so for that causes all sorts of arguments. Well, if you're using a gaming engine, then it's a game, but no, that's not the case. We're actually using gaming engines now to composite in real time for storytelling. And we're using gaming engines to help create the interactivity. So, um, you know, but does it have a you know, beginning state and an end state? Are we collecting points? You know, are we using, um, you know, for lack of a better word, the modalities of gaming to tell the story? And then the TV Academy may say, well, then it's not a, um, television. Mm-hmm. Then it's a game. And so in VR, we have found that submissions that come in, um, under in, in in VR, there is often a discussion around, is it a game or is it a narrative? And that is a moving target, that discussion, because as we evolve as creatures in this world, as our storytelling gene evolves, what used to be considered narrative may be considered a game now and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we keep growing and evolving every year in our understanding of this and also in our expertise and experience with things. So one year something, maybe, no, it's a game, we can't accept it. And the next year we can say, no, that 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 experience is in a storytelling world it's in the world of the story um the characters are performing things that they would in the show that we know that this is an extension of therefore it is a narrative you know um and frequently VR has been marketing extensions right a lot of Yeah, and that was the only way to get it funded in the early days. And now a lot of our winning projects are not Mm -hmm. extensions, but they are unique original projects on their own funded as narrative pieces, not as extensions of primetime television. Um, So that's really interesting. And the IP may come from movies or books (laughs) or other places. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but go ahead. There's, there's no. Just but
0: there. I was going to say in the last Emmys. I mean, we've ha- we have a list of winners, right? That you've seen across the years. Henry, which was kind of the first one. Yeah. I was actually working in cinematic VR. Um, people don't know that either. <laughs> I worked in the cinematic VR studio that had amazing content. Um, and I remember when Henry won, we were just so excited. We were just so excited about about that. Then you've got the Angelica, um, you know, and then and then obviously Wolf in the Walls, and now, um. You know, this year we had the line, right? Uh yeah. we had the messy truth VR yeah. that won as well. And then um correct me if I'm wrong, was it Spider Man as well? Oh no, Spider
1: Man didn't win this year. Spider Man won mm-hmm. in, a previ- in a previous in a previous series. year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also had um, Dear Angelica, I think you mentioned that. Well yeah. so really interesting this year it was the Line and um, and the Messy Truth who won in different categories. But what's so interesting about those two, those two pieces is they could be more different yeah. uses of VR. So the Line is a you know narrative piece of content specifically designed for VR and designed to use hand tracking, um, which is fantastic and unique. Um whereas the messy truth is really, you know, almost a journalistic piece. It's really uh, a piece to put you inside of an experience and have you experience um another character's life. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's 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 centered around, you know, um the haves and the have-nots. and um the piece that is up for um, an award right now um, that uh, Elijah Allen Blitz directed, it's actually with Breer Larson and part of the fun thing about the messy truth project also produced by van jones is that all the different actors that are participating in it are uh, avengers Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're you're, you're literally being put in the shoes of the character um um, in that in that situation and you're being put in experiences where you might be female in a in a situation where there's um misogyny or a me too moment about to happen Or in the case of the project before where you're, um, you know, young black American boy watching his father um, be um, sort of persecuted by police. Um, But it's very powerful and you're emotionally wrecked after you experience it because you're experiencing these moments of messiness um, in, in our world, in our culture. But the, but the line is an inter, it's, it's meant to entertain you it's a beautifully written cinematic narrative and so they're very different but they're both examples of where virtual reality is going right um, and our need as as um, an organization to recognize great content you yeah. know excellent content
0: and I remember when we were judging it was so incredibly hard because there were other nominees that were just fantastic I remember yeah. Uh, there were fragments. There were just a whole bunch of other ones that were really, really wonderful. But it's hard. At the end of the day, we all kept saying, "Okay, who do we give the award to? You know, what? What? You know, what does it take to get an Emmy or to be Emmy worthy?" And I think that that was a big question. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think I think all the nominees were great and you know Emmy worthy in their own yes. way. Yeah, um, yeah, It had we had to arrive at this at this decision as a committee, and I think that that was interesting because you would have perspectives from different people. Yeah. Um, you know, we also we gave the award also to um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Hit Record. Yeah, it did great stuff with an interactive and user content. So obviously that's not VR, but I still think it's relevant to mention it because it was a very it was an excellent piece as well.
1: Yeah, that, that's very much driven by user generated content and um, Hit Hit Records won an won an Emmy six six or seven years ago as well. Because um, we're because again that that umbrella of interactive media. And what does interactive mean is very, you know, wide. Um, At the same time, when it comes down to determining eligibility for an award and then actually awarding it, in the end, you have to back into the description of the award and that criteria. And um, every year we might adjust that criteria slightly because the technology is changing. I think we're one of the um, peer groups that does have to continuously look at our awards and our language yeah this um, language, and you and I have talked about this is very you know important. like um I don't think a lot of people outside of our community know what spatial computing is. Mm-hmm. and it it doesn't sound very television like um, or narrative oriented. It sounds geeky and nerdy and engineering. But at the same time, I know exactly what it means because I'm living in this world, and um, it does describe the phenomena of it. Um, But is it the best marketing term to grow the category in the content world? One could argue it may not be. Does it explain exactly what it is? And do we all understand it who are doing it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing is that language in our world becomes very important. Defining what interactive is, defining what AR and VR and immersive are. You know, um, Bandersnatch is another great example, right? Bandersnatch won an, an Emmy last year in our um, PR group um, for their interactive um, television functionality, the ability to augment your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, was that the most innovative, creative expression of, you know, um, a, a story tree, a narrative branch um, kind of experience? Um, no, probably not. There's been others before it. Uh, Soderbergh's Mosaic came before it and almost won an Emmy was nominated in a juried process. Um, and there's been, you know, narrative branches forever in, in choose your own adventure kind of thing. But this, this just, this just, you know, came along, worked, got people excited, got the mass, mass general populace excited about choose your own adventure. And, and was excellent in all of these pieces that came together. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing about this is, it's not that this is the first time something has happened, this is the most beautiful version of that thing, this is the most creative thing, but it's all those things coming together that say, at this moment, at this
0: time, that piece deserves the Emmy, you know? And, and it's interesting. Someone's asking here, you know, is it based solely on design or purpose? And it's a combination. I think it's a combination. And, and I, want to be, I want to be very clear. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not me and Lori deciding, you know, there's a whole committee and some of the awards. You've got members that are in many different dis- disciplines that vote. Like I vote on on different categories that are not necessarily yeah. my category, but I get a chance to vote on them. Um, there is just the, that, it, you know, it, it, the, that, um that one award that yes we do you know we do meet with our executive committee to to look at and and to really kind of hone on um but you know maybe let's talk about you know what does it take like what if, if let's say if a content creator is watching this and they dream of having an emmy one day for their content like what are some of the things we can we can we can say like what what yeah. works and what doesn't work
1: well i think that anytime that you are trying to um, submit an award and explain what that project is, that that becomes very important. Um, and so I think a lot of people who don't have big budgets end up being at a disadvantage when their video that explains the project um, just isn't there. You know, it's just not, it's, it's rushed out or they aren't able to spend time and have a professional editor or whatever it is. And that's the challenge is that you have to be able to market your piece Um, and so you have to really provide documentation and tell your story. Um, and so in the case of the line, they were so good about saying, we wanted to use VR to tell a story. Um, we had three goals. We wanted to use VR to tell a story. We wanted to leverage hand tracking. Um, and we wanted the, uh, the audience members physical body to be impacted by the narrative of the story. So they set their three goals out at the beginning. They told us those were their three goals, and then they demonstrated how they answered those three goals. You know, and then some of it is really just human experience, too. Like, oh, my God, that, like, I remember after watching the line, the jury was like, wow. You know, it was just an experience to be had. It was gorgeous and cinematic and and really beautiful. Then there are other projects that, you know, there's parts of them that are beautiful, that, that are excellent but the overall piece just isn't at that premium quality. Um, and, so, and so some of it is a little subjective, but we're backing into literally the description of the award.
0: Yeah. And we all have to, when, when the winners are selected, at least for that but that award specifically, like there has to be unanimous consent. Like everyone has to agree that 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 piece of content gets that award. Yeah. So that was really interesting with so many it different really, backgrounds. It's, it's, it's really interesting because uh, you just can tell,
1: like everyone's like, uh, "This is my favorite," and usually, it's the same. Like mm-hmm. when something is unanimous, it's really unanimous. And then occasionally you'll run into like fifty percent of the room or something, and then you know that it's just not there. Mm-hmm. You know, because the other you know, challenge in these juried environments mm-hmm. is that your jurors are coming at it with their own prejudices, which can't be helped. Mm-hmm and they're in the room because they're experts. But when something rises above that, and everyone just says this is it, then you know, you've hit gold, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that's really interesting. But each award has criteria. And so it's not just creative. It's not just experience. It just depends
0: on the award and what and what, what is it what it is. Yeah, so, so when anyone submits, I think they need to pay attention to that to really explain how, n- not just this is a beautiful piece of content, but no, what were your goals? Why did you use this technology? Why did you tell this story using this technology instead of a different one? Um, so I think that there's a lot there. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting more and more volumetric content as that part you know, kind of continues to evolve. Um, we had one nominee that was Fragments that was volumetric and it was a beautiful piece as well. Yeah, I love um, that piece, yeah. yeah. So um,
1: uh, I tell you, one of the other challenges in our world right now is that some of these pieces are done for like Comic Con or South by, and they're amazing. They're location based experiences. I mean, I'm sure we won't see that next year, because all that's been shut down this year. But we were seeing a lot of amazing location based experiences. But they're only one time experiences that are made for marketing. And so those are not in our category. But you know, I think those should be awarded in their own category, maybe not the TV Academy, but they're amazing experiences that can really alter your perception of of a particular area, you yeah. know, a thought, an idea, a concept, whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know you have a hard stop in like a couple of minutes. So I want to yeah. make sure we get as much, uh, you know, as much detailed information from you. But, um, you know, what are some of the things you'd like to see in the future? Like, what are you excited about when it comes to, you know, this, the future of television or what you want to see? Um, I
1: think, um, I'm very interested in seeing where this is not necessarily something that should be awarded per se, but I think the cognitive experience with how you interface with content is really important. So, um, at, at a base level, I'm talking about the EPG. Mm -hmm. You know, but at a really more intense level, I'm talking about minority report, you know, um, where you're physically like moving content around or um, where you're in a social VR experience and you're interacting with something. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about and I've talked to you about this and saying to you, what should I go see? But immersive theater. Yeah, where you're part of the story and you're working with actors and the great work that our friend um, Kim Jorgensen is doing at Venture Lab. I just loved Venture Lab because it's like a location based experience, but inside of VR, Mm -hmm. um, where she's hired live actors. And I'm interacting in my little gym area in VR with actors all over the world who are in real time guiding me through world and it felt like I had gone into a whole environment and I was walking around and I I was having an experience. It was a mind blow. It was like a VR escape room. Um, And I I think that is so exciting now. Is that television per se? You know, I don't know. Maybe at some point it will be um, where the audience gets to participate in this.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Laurie, I think we lost
1: you. I think you have frozen. Um, oh, so that's really- oh, Sorry, did I freeze for a second? Yes, you
0: did for a second. Um, <laughs> and I want to be uh, your time because it's five thirty. I want to yeah. keep you here, but it's up to you. <laughs> so, I, do, I do have to jump, but you know, I could talk to you forever.
1: Yeah, I I, know. And I just want to give you a kudos because uh, you know, folks like me need folks like you to guide us, and so we're so appreciative of your thought leadership and other other colleagues of yours in this space as well to 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 get stuff in front of us and and help us see it so we can share it with our community because a lot of this does require leaps of faith you know and um and this you know it's we're in a time in in the world where people are are, don't want to leap so much so it's great to have folks like you helping us understand what's going on
0: thank you and and before you go i do want to say I think because of the pandemic, we you know we might not see some type of content, but I think we'll see amazing creativity next year being brought by this situation. I do I agree
1: with you. I mean, we've already seen people find all sorts of unique ways to capture content. So um, I think you're absolutely right. You know, just like this. I know.
0: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Lori. Take care. It's been fun. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This was a really impromptu LinkedIn Live that I thought we'd do um, after the Emmys on Sunday, uh, you know, the last couple of last week where a lot of the awards were given out. But it's it has been one of the highlights of my year, to be honest, to be a, a part of the executive committee uh, for the Interactive Media Peer Group and be part of this group of folks that are really Trying to understand what is the future of television, what's coming, how does virtual reality, augmented reality, spatial computing kind of play into this? Um, I'm 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 looking forward to everyone's creativity uh in the submissions next year. So anyway, congratulations again to all the nominees and the winners in virtual rea- in, in virtual reality and augmented reality. And um, yeah, I think that you know, if if you are if you're gonna eventually submit or if you dream of having an Emmy please, you know, watch this or share this out with people that you are you know, are content creators that might find this conversation useful. So thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to future insiders. I hope you'll join me for more interviews about the future. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast.